Ladies and gentlemen of Kane County, Oklahoma. And the world. And, and the, the world. world. And the world because of internet. Whoa, 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 whoa. Which I oh. think is here to stay, by the way. Really? I really do. You and Al Gore believe I th- that? I think it's catching on. And all the radio waves that go out to aliens. Yes, welcome. Welcome, people of... Far off universes. Milky, Milky Way. This is Pastors Andromeda. of Pain. County, that is. We are uh, two priests. We're here in Stillwater, Oklahoma, because the bishop made us. <laughs> <clears throat> That's how it works in the Catholic world. You go where you're sent. And uh, we got sent here against our will. <laughs> We're just kidding. We love it. It's awesome. I'm Father Brian O'Brien, pastor of St. Francis Xavier Catholic Church at 711 North Country Club. You can check us out on the web at sfxstillwater.org. Uh, we also have Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, SFX underscore Stillwater on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, what, Catholic folks? Uh, Catholic and folks on Yeah, yeah. Tell them, tell them who you are. Tell them what they've won, Father. Oh, well, um, they, uh, they have... Oh. It's a, a dining room set. What was the game show where they had, like, they had, had like the three boxes on there and they would like pull it back and it was like a donkey? What was that one? Uh, I'm not familiar with that show. Oh. It must not have lasted long. Oh, no. It lasted a very, very long time. Let's make a deal? Yes, that's it. Oh, really? Yeah. Good work. Okay. Oh, anywho, uh, Father Kerry Wakulch, uh, the corner of Miller and Knobloch, right next to Boone Pickin Stadium. Yeah. They're in my shadows. St. John, Catholic yep. Student Center. Uh, you can find us at uh, Catholic Pokes and Twitter and Facebook Catholic Pokes. You should. You should. And if you have any questions or you're coming to school here yeah, to visit. Yeah, let's talk about that. Like, so, so this is the time of year when, uh, you know, it's, it's May, mid, what is it, mid, late, mid, mid-May. Uh, people are starting to, I mean, by this time, I think most uh, like uh, high school seniors have decided where they're going. Uh, if they're coming to Oklahoma State, what do they need to know? They need to know that their church St. John Catholic Student Center is always open and welcoming them in. And is it fun? Oh, it is. Are there people there? There are a few, 700. Oh. Like, yeah. About, uh, How about, many Catholics, like, uh, uh, I mean, are you, like, I mean, I know there's obviously people who don't There's about 2,000 Catholics on Ooh, campus. Okay, we got some work. We got a lot of work yeah. to do. And about 700 that uh, are involved in their faith life on uh, while at college. When do things kind of ramp up? So, I mean, school starts August something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, August something. And so then you guys will start doing things August something. Yeah. Uh, well, throughout the summer, there's also Sunday Mass. There's, there's some, daily there's Mass. There's events going on. We're going to do, as we talked last week, we're going to do some pilgrimages with students, you know, uh, go out to different places. It's a little hard with intense school, but we like to go on weekends. Who is here in the summer? Who are these people? Uh, students who work in laboratories on campus, the concrete plants. Not lavatories. La- they don't work in lavatories. Okay. They work in <laughs> <that's> <laughs> laboratories. Sometimes meaning I confuse those. The laboratories, not lavatories. So they're here doing summer work? Yeah, summer work, or they're working in a law office cause, uh, as an internship, or they're working at... Um, just different places. How many students are here in the summer, generally? Mm, I would probably say at least a couple thousand. Really? There's 20,000 on campus. I was only only here, I mean, I've been here, this is my second summer now. Yeah. And there's also also, uh, freshman orientation that goes on throughout the summer. So all those uh, freshmen are showing up to, um, and there's football. Football's going on during the summertime. Yeah. People are, uh, there's a point in time where they start, like, go to full pads practice near the end of the summer. Well, that's great. 
so yeah, so if you if you are coming in, uh, I know we have a, a number of listeners who are certainly who are students, maybe in ho- our home for the summer, but also we have some parents who listen. And so if you know someone who is coming to Oklahoma State, will you send them this podcast? That would be great. So it's a, it's a nice introduction. They can start kind of getting in on things even before they show up for orientation or for the summer, uh, for, for classes in the fall. Spread the word, people. That's a, we call it at St. Francis Xavier, we call it one-click evangelization. What? Well, you know, like we have like, like a, we do these like Facebook videos, like the homily. Yeah. I do a little homily preview, a little 90-second homily preview. And yeah. we post it to Facebook on Tuesday. Uh, to every Tuesday at six o'clock, it goes out. Yeah, and so it's like we call it one-click evangelization. All you have to do if you're on Facebook is you just share the, share the video. Is this and then people is this podcast one-click evangelization? Uh, it could be, yeah, because we share it. I mean, we share it on Facebook uh, how, and, how many, and Twitter. How many people downloaded it last week? What was it like? I have like to look. Three to four hundred a week. Yeah, so we're getting. I think o- overall listeners were probably between somewhere like five hundred and seven hundred a, a week? week. Oh. If you, uh, all platforms combined between SoundCloud and iTunes and Spotify, and then people who listen on the radio, and uh, and me just yelling it out my car window. Yeah, and then there, yeah, the people. Whenever I uh, if I'm in a stoplight and I'm next to like a motorcycle or somebody with their window down, I turn it on and turn it up. <laughs> and for that twelve for the twelve seconds that we are together waiting on. Uh, the light, they are going to be evangelized. Can I tell you something I saw recently? Hilarious. This was several weeks ago, but it was awesome. Um, uh, Let me guess. A Uh, donkey riding a unicycle. No, but that would be awesome. But I was on my way uh, to church in the morning, and next to me at a stoplight, it had to be a college student. So on a dirt bike, okay, are you picturing this? Dirt bike. Yeah. uh, With a backpack. Okay. Tennis shoes. Full suit and tie. And a dirt bike helmet. <laughs> it was the most Stillwater thing I've ever seen. That's a college student. It's it was like a... probably on his way to an interview of some sort. It was just awesome. If if you're that person, identify yourself. I would like to shake your hand. Very brave. Dirt, but like a dirt bike, like knobby tires and the whole bit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Dirt bike and a full suit. Show up to your interview. You and like, be you. Like you go, oh boy. What, what's that? What's that cologne you're wearing? Oh, that's exhaust fume. Oh really? Where can I get it? Oh, that's nice. It's polo. It's a new polo brand called Exhaust Food. It's man. available at uh, what's the place? What does Sharon Sample own? What's that place called? Oh, uh, Pete's Place. No, Pete's Place is the Italian restaurant by McAllister. <laughs> for Pete's sake! For Pete's sake! Wrong side of the state. For Pete's sake! Totally it's owned different. by, uh, run by a parishioner, uh, Sharon Sample. It's right yeah. by Eskimo Joe's. I bet they have exhaust fume cologne. <laughs> that's it. I love it. You buy it, and it comes in a set of like a knobby tire bottle. <laughs> I think we're you open something. it, fumes come out I the top. We're onto something. That smells like gasoline. Just rub it on. All right, we got that idea, and then uh, I recently threw out an idea on uh, on Twitter recently uh, for a new app. So uh, I'm I'm going to throw it out there in, into the public domain. And if you make the app, uh, if you make this app, uh, my only request is that I just want ten dollars. Is just it give the me ten dollars Easter Bear app? 
No, the Easter Bear app would be awesome. I had several people talk about that. Yeah. Uh, Liz Torbett. Liz Torbett listens to the show, and she was laughing hilariously about the, us wanting to replace the Easter Bunny with the, the Easter, Easter bear. bear. Google Easter Bear. Click on images. There is some hilarious stuff. I remember I texted you that day. Yeah. That was awesome. Okay, here's my idea. You know how couples, we talk a lot about marriage prep. Couples, like, go out to eat. Uh-huh. And what happens is no one has super strong feelings about where to go. And so they end up fighting. Because what they say is, well, where do you want to go to eat? I don't know. Where do you want to go? I don't know. Where do you want to go? And then they get into this big battle. There should be an app. And the app, in the app, as a couple, right, or as among friends groups, uh-huh. You would put like your ten, the, your ten favorite restaurants in Stillwater, and then you say, "Where do you want to eat?" I don't know. Where do you want to eat? You go to the app, one click, and the, and it picks it for you. And then you could like call the restaurant. So it, so you're just you're just getting all that stuff out of there. It maybe maybe turn it into a slot machine like you like slot and it goes whatever. Boom and it yeah. stops and it's like whatever. You're going to Waffle House. Yeah. And shortcakes. Then, You're going to shortcakes. And like yes. What, and then and then that it's making the decision for you. I think we could save some marriages. <laughs> really? By going really to shortcakes or well, by having the app? I mean, uh, shortcakes is a solution to anyone's problems. <laughs> Although they did just change their hours, so they're not like open uh-huh. like, all night like they used to be. But we digress. Uh, one of the things that we do as uh, as priests uh, is we talk to people a lot, and mm. I know you do, especially on campus and. And I think uh, an interesting sort of—I don't know if it's—I don't know if we call it a debate or or what—but um, it's it, a, the- a theological argument that takes place many times between um, those of us who are Catholic and many of our Protestant brothers and sisters. So there's a lot of differences there, and maybe that this is something we could kind of explore over the course of of episodes. Oh, so uh, I think a lot of times uh, our Protestant brothers and sisters have questions for Catholics about the Eucharist, about our devotion to Mary and the saints. Uh, what else? Religious what else? orders? Uh, Father, yeah. I saw, are you a Jesuit? Even like, just like, no. the, yeah, kind of the priesthood, the, yeah. uh, the sacraments, um, infant baptism. Scriptures. Those kind of, you know, where did the Bible come from, things like that. One thing I thought, and this just came up recently in a conversation I was having with some friends, uh, and it's faith and works. Rock'em, sock'em robots, like fighting out. and works. Uh, and this seems to be a difference of what Catholics believe versus what uh, many of our Protestant brothers and sisters believe. But I also think, because I know most of our listeners are Catholic, not certainly not all, but most are. I think most Catholics have difficulty articulating what is the Catholic position on faith and works. And so it gets to salvation, right? Our ultimate goal is salvation. We want to yeah. be... Saved. We want to live for all eternity with God in heaven. And then there's a difference of opinion in how do we get there. Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Amen, brother. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's yes. true. True. Okay, true. true. Believe that. That's true. And Protestants believe that too. Yeah. Um, so then, then we get into can a person earn their salvation? Uh, what what some people, uh, what I've heard referred to as works righteousness. Uh, yeah. Okay. Or are we are we saved by faith? Are we saved by works? Or are we saved by faith and works? So I thought that would be because I know you get that. I mean, you get that a lot. You hear yeah. that from people. What do you? If what, I'm on what, campus or what, I'm with students, how does it come up? 
it usually comes up as just like, Father, I have some questions about Christianity or Catholicism. Why do you worship Mary? <laughs> they ask you that. Yeah. We don't, by the way. Just so. Yeah. That, that could be, that, that'll be another topic for another day. But what, so what do they ask you? Oh, so, so they'll ask me, uh, you, you know, typically like, what do Catholics believe? And it's usually posed in this way. Uh, what do Catholics believe about good works and getting to heaven? I'm like, okay. well, explain. So usually what I have to do all the time, and I encourage everybody to do this, is define your terms. Ooh, define your terms. Define your terms. So uh, what I found is just talking to people on airplanes and at grocery stores and, and you know, in lines places, because they just uh, they see your call and like, I'm going to ask you a question. That we're, sometimes we don't have the same words, or they're using language that is just slightly different. And because but the of the difference that, is big, yeah. And because of that, it creates a. I'm assuming that I know what you're talking about. So when someone says to me, "Father, does the Catholic Church teach that you can do good works and get into heaven?" I will say, "Please explain." So I'll make them like talk out their their argument, their talking points, their scriptural stuff because I I want to hear I want to hear that they've thought this out or maybe they're just like they're they're not a believer maybe they they have no religious upbringing at all and they're just asking a question or it's some person that wants to have a an apologetical debate so you know first is Ask lots of questions. Ask lots of questions. What do you mean by, yeah? What do you mean by this? 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 So I, I would I always start off with usually, it does Jesus do good works, and the answer is, uh, he raised Lazarus from the dead. He healed Jairus's daughter. He calmed the sea. Okay, he fed the five thousand when he they fed were hungry. The five thousand and the okay. four thousand. Yeah. He healed the sick. So there's all these moments where he does good works. And he says uh, in John chapter 10, uh, you know, if believe me by these works. Ooh, yeah. So if, if you don't believe me, believe the works that believe I do. Believe the works, yeah. Believe, because they're, the, the two are interwoven there. So Jesus is saying that these good works are, are necessary. But why are they necessary? Or what, uh, I mean, are they like I have to do good works? Well, it seems that the good works are an extension of the life of grace. Ooh. You know, as the grace of the good God who has saved us comes into us, and faith is produced, I want to do the things that the Lord is asking me to do—the good works, the good things, yeah. And sometimes I've I've tried to like go away from the word works, but then I was reading St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians a couple months ago, and I came and I came along this, Where which are is you? actually chapter two, chapter uh, yeah, two? Uh, Ephesians two one through ten. It's actually one of my favorite uh, um, sections of the scriptures. And this I'm reading. I, this is actually from Bible Gateway, which I just pulled up because I forgot my. That scripture. has a whole that Bible Gateway is like as multiple translations. Oh yeah, there, re- that's that's another issue when you get into discussions of biblical texts. Right. Is there's different translations. Their Greek section in here is awesome, yeah. and it's free, and I don't have to buy. I mean, you could buy logos and use that. So it says this. 
as for you, this is 2-1, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of the world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. And all of us lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following the desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. Verse 4. But because of his great love for us. I love that line. That's a good one. Like, because of his great love for us, God, and this is what John Paul II titled one of his encyclicals, Divus et Misericordiae, God who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in our transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. That's the line right there. You know, St. Paul says, it's by grace you have been saved. It's not by your own works you've That's been Ephesians, saved. Ephesians 2.8. Yeah, you're, you're yeah. not going to raise yourself from the dead. You're not going to raise yourself from sin. You're not going to raise yourself. It's by the love of God. You God. cannot save yourself. Yeah. Okay, so th- there we are. Um, what was that, verse 8? 2.8, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God. Not by works, so that no one can boast. And then this is the line that I was like, whoa. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus, to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So it, it's not a—I I, I want to make—I want to teach you all something. It's not—and uh, maybe it's a reminder for me—it's not this or that— it's this both and that God loves us by his very nature. He is loved and he's calling us out of sin and darkness by grace. We're saved through faith for these good works. And, and they're, they're, I mean, St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians right there. Uh, Ephesians 2, 1 through 10, verse 10. It's like we're called to, to perform these good works. Well, okay, this is not to be confused with, you know, like Pelagianism. You know, Pelagius was that Irish or English. That you can earn your salvation. And that's a heresy. Yep. Like, oh, uh, Pelagius says, uh, you know, I can just do good works and earn my way to heaven. No, that is not I got called a a semi-Pelagian when I was in uh, seminary because we were practicing homilies. Yeah. I think I said this a couple months back, but we were – I kept – my homilies were all like – and then you should do this, and then this, and then this, and then you'll be, you know. And my professor was like, Father Garrick DeBona. He was like, um, Brian, I, um, I'm gonna, I, I want to say this in the most charitable way possible, but you're a semi-Pelagian. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Oh, man. So most people don't even know who Pelagius is, but he's everybody's worst friend. Yeah, I know. And it's, I think a lot of people would say that I can, or when people say, like, well, do, you, do you go to church or do you have, do you have faith? And a lot of people respond with, "Well, no, but I, but I'm a good, but I'm a good person. That ain't enough. Yeah, grace, 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 grace. So yep. there's 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 um, no line in the scriptures that says solo solo fide or solo. Um, I don't know what works is in Latin, but faith alone or works alone. Ora. But what is it? Oh, ora, ora, yeah, labora. But there is solo gratiae by grace." You have been saved. So it seems like, so if you faith. look at, there, there's a lot of passages. Yeah. So Romans Romans 3.28, For we hold that a man is justified by faith apart from works of the law. 
Romans 4, 5. And to one who does not work but trusts him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is reckoned as righteousness. So there's a lot of passages that I, a lot of times that get, that get I, think, I think, get pulled out of context in order to make the argument that Catholics have it wrong. And we would say it's important to look at the whole context. It's important to look at all of Scripture, not just a passage here and a passage there, to look at the whole right. thing. And what you find is that uh, we we do not believe we we believe that the initial the initial grace comes from God, and then but we have to cooperate yeah, with that grace right, exactly. And what is cooperation? Cooperation is is a is a work. Um, you don't cooperate against your will, or you don't cooperate passively. Huh. Okay, go keep going. That's it. Like as grace comes into my heart, so the Lord Jesus. Through the Holy Spirit. You can be given grace and do squat with it. Oh, I do that a lot, don't yes. I? Yes. Oh, no, we all do. We all do. We call it, we call it sins of omission. <laughs> when, we're, when we're given the opportunity, we're, you're right. given some prompting to do something good, and you're given an opportunity to do something good, and you don't do it. To love. To love. You're, to because love. That, that's yes. an action, to love your yes. enemy and yeah. pray for those who persecute yeah. you. So when we talk about works, it's a, it's a, it's a cooperation with that initial grace that God has given. So where did the grace come from? God. From God. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. But then what, what we do with that matters. Yeah. And so we can't get into, and I, and I don't really know, my Protestant friends, I don't, you know, don't, don't hold this, but you can make the argument that when somebody says, you know, well, I've, I've been saved, right? I've been saved. But then, but then, you're, a, then you're a jerk, or you, or even worse, you know, I, I've I've been saved, but but I kill people, uh, or I gossip, okay, which is the job of then, the devil. Then, then that's it. I mean, so you've been saved, right? But then you can go do whatever you want. So there is a works component, yeah. To this, well, you know, I, there's a found the founding. I, I think the principle of this is basically the life of virtue. So there's these habits that we form. And they're both either can be a vice or a virtue, a bad habit or a good habit. You know, we have the we have the virtue of, of walking. We have the virtue of running. And then we can uh, have the vice of running from the law. But we also have the virtue of, of truth telling. Uh, yep. We have uh, the virtue of justice to give to another what is due to them on the natural level, such as a boss does that with his employees. He gives what is just to them, a fair wage. Now, that's a good work on the virtue level. And anybody can do that. You don't have to be a baptized Christian to do that. You can be a Buddhist, a Hindu, a Jew, mm-hmm. a Muslim. Mm-hmm. You, the, all human beings are called to the life of virtue and goodness for the other. Because that is what virtue is. It's the thriving of human perfection. Now, there is this life of grace that is built on there through uh, through salvation that we have received by grace you have been saved to call to supernatural things supernatural actions you know we talked about it last uh, in our last podcast that uh, or it was the one before that, <coughs> that w- there's this line from the scriptures that talks about you know let us become partakers of God's very divine nature and at the heart of this Christian mm-hmm. life is how are we taking on 
God's very divine nature. Well, God's nature is, four-letter word, you can say it, begins with L, ends with Ova. Love. Love. Uh, no, I mean love. Dang it, love. Love is to take on God's very divine nature. And so what are we called to do in two ways? We're called to love our enemies and love our neighbor as ourselves. And so at the heart of the last moment is the scene of judgment. You know, you ever seen that scene of judgment? Matthew's gospel? The sheep Where? and the goats? You're saying, see, have I seen it? I mean, have you read it? Oh, I've read it. Okay, yeah. good, yeah. good. Because that, at the end of this whole either Pelagian, semi-Pelagian, uh, Catholic, Protestant, uh, we're, St. Paul's letter, Jesus says, you know, this, then if you, if you don't believe me, believe my works. Uh, you know, we've been saved by grace for good works. we saved by grace Saved by grace through faith for good works. And at the end, the Lord Jesus calls the sheep and the goats and he says, you know, come you who blessed my father when I was in prison, you visited me. When I was hungry, you fed me. When I was naked, you fed me. No, (laughs) uh, gave me clothing. You clothed me. Those are works. And then, yeah, those are works. And then he, and they said, Lord, when when did you when did we do this? And he says, When you did this to my least to my brother, and you did this to me. And then come into blessed of my father. And then on the other hand, he will say, Okay, uh, you are accursed into the fires of hell. And they're like, Whoa, 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 Jesus, time out, man. What what you talking about, Willis? <laughs> I love that TV show. It's my favorite. <laughs> and he says, What do you what are you talking about? When did, when did we see you in prison and not visit you? Or when did we see you naked and not clothe you? See you in hungry and not feed you? And he says, you know, when you did not do this to my, at least to my brother and you did not do it to me. Amazing. Let me, let me throw out a couple resources if you want to know more on this. I mean, so we've just given you a little 15-minute uh, kind of intro to For it. Verino. Um, so let me give you two, two resources. One is um, the Catechism of the Catholic Church. If you, if you're, especially if you're a Catholic and you don't have a copy of the Catechism of the Catholic Church in your home, you're doing it wrong. Um, you can buy one. You can get one at the parish. Digital, online. Digital. Um, it's important to have that as a resource uh, for you and for your family. It's a wonderful reference. Not meant to be. It's not a, it's not a novel. It's not a page turner. Ooh, and now, you know, it's but not a story. You're going to find these things in there, and then it'll give you the footnotes of where they are in yeah. the Scriptures. So Catechism of the Catholic Church is, is set up in paragraphs. So the Catholic Church's teaching on, on justification uh, is paragraphs 1987 to 1995. Did you? Um, also known as my middle school and high school years. 1987 uh-huh. to 1995. You can check that out. <laughs> um, the other option, which is a, a wonderful uh, website, uh, especially for, for Catholics who want to be able to defend their faith or maybe people who are looking more into Catholicism, is just straight up Catholic.com. Catholic.com is the website of a group called Catholic Answers, and they are out of San Diego. They have a podcast. They have a YouTube channel. They're on Catholic Radio. And they have a wealth of resources on a whole bunch of subjects, yeah, including this, including faith and works. They walk you through the different uh, biblical uh, arguments that, that you typically hear, 
and they talk about that of how how Catholics understand salvation, how we understand faith and works. Um, it's wonderful. They they kind of break down. Uh, so, for example, on this point especially, um, the Catholic Church we have these councils where specific teachings kind of come out of those councils. Right. The Council of Trent uh, is is where much of the Catholic Church's teaching on salvation, justification, has been articulated. So they'll give they'll kind of give you all those references so that you can look it up your on your own and do uh, a lot of reading about it. Sweet. So great resources, catechism, catholic.com, both are excellent. So we just gave you a little intro. Maybe there's some other topics that you're interested in that we could kind of dive into uh, in a in a similar way. Let us know what those yeah, might tweet be. Tweet at us. Uh, you well, can you can tweet. We don't have a, a specific pastors of pain Twitter, but oh. at Catholic Pokes or I'm at uh, Francis. Father O'Brien, Fr O'Brien. Uh, email us, whatever. We're we're happy to have you listening. L- leave a note in the collection. <laughs> I didn't leave any money this week, but could you cover the Eucharist <laughs> transubstantiation? All those little. Some people do write notes, little like kids especially, and then I get I get all those when they when they count the money. Oh, cute. And they like oh, and this person left this, and anyway. I okay. It. I love it. So it's May. It's summertime. Summer, summer. Doo, doo, proud doo, of doo, uh, proud doo, of all our graduates. Doo. Pass this uh, podcast on to friends and neighbors, especially here in Stillwater, Payne County. Uh, we love you, and we're looking forward to being with you again. Great, right, Russ.